Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. Let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you give everyone listening ears to hear and a heart to receive everything you have in store for each one today. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Proverb 31, beginning in verse 1. The words of King Lemuel, the utterance which his mother taught him, What, my son, and what, son of my womb, and what, son of my vows? Do not give your strength to women, nor your ways to that which destroys kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes intoxicating drink, lest they drink and forget the law, and pervert the justice of all the afflicted. Give strong drink to him who is perishing, and wine to those who are bitter of heart. Let him drink and forget his poverty, and remember his misery no more. Open your mouth for the speechless in the cause of all who are appointed to die. Open your mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maid servants. She considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good, and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff, and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come.
She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. This is one of my favorite proverbs when they talk about the virtuous wife. Whenever I think of the virtuous wife, I can't help but think about my wife and what she has been, a blessing in my life. I'm going to go over verse 20 today, and this talks about the generosity of the virtuous wife. Verse 20 says, She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. Friends, a virtuous wife is a homemaker. She takes care of her house. She takes care of her family. And once she has provided for her own, then she looks to other people who are in need. I've always appreciated this about generous women, people who are virtuous, people who are kind, people who are caring. There's something special about them. Friends, today we're going to continue in our study of Matthew, and I began this study a couple weeks ago. Today we're going to be looking at chapter 7, and chapter 7 is the third chapter of the Sermon on the Mount. And if you did not get a chance to listen to last Thursday's podcast when I went over chapter 5, or if you did not listen to this Monday's podcast when I went over chapter 6, I invite you to take a peek at those. I think it would be a blessing to you. But today we're going to take a look at chapter 7, and almost everything in this chapter except the last two verses are the words of Jesus, so they are written in red, and anything in the Bible that is written in red, you should take notice of and you should pay particular attention to. Now today I'm going to primarily look at two passages, and the first one is the very beginning of chapter 7, and it is titled, Do Not Judge. And the reason I am picking this passage of Scripture is because this is something that is so easy to do. And it's something that we all have a tendency to do. I used to do this all the time. I'm becoming a little bit better at this. As you begin to mature in your walk with Christ, you realize just how important it is to not judge people. 
But let's begin chapter 7 in verse 1. It says, Judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye, and look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite, first remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Jesus here is describing how easy it is for us to judge, and yet, for some reason, we very rarely will judge our behavior. I think that's really interesting. It just goes to show how often we are so self-absorbed with ourselves and our lives that we can be so quick to judge others, and yet we very rarely take the step to judge our behavior. And there's a reason why Jesus told us this, and the reason why he cautioned us against this is because it's so natural for us to do it, and we're so quick to do it. Now let's take a look at verse 6. It says, Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. Now, friends, what this verse is telling us is that if we are Christians, if we have taken that step and invited Jesus into our hearts, we need to be very discerning with people. Jesus gives us the example. He tells us that we are to preach the gospel. We are to talk to all people. But I'm here to tell you that some people do not want to hear the good news. They don't want to hear the gospel. They simply don't want to. Now, the people here they are calling dogs are not just unbelievers. Here they are actually talking about people who are violently opposed to the gospel, basically enemies of God. And we are to, I'm not going to say avoid these people, because Jesus says love your enemies. Friends, we can be kind to anyone. So just because you get a gut feeling inside, this is not a person that I need to share the gospel with, you can still be kind to them and express a very happy greeting. Hey, how are you today? You can be kind to them. You can be nice to them. That doesn't mean we have to be mean to people just because you have like an, an instinct that this person is not interested in what you have to say. So we just need to be careful 
we need to be what is called discerning in who we share the gospel with and who we don't. If you look at the next topic, it's called Keep Asking, Seeking, and Knocking. And what these verses are telling us is that if we are truly interested in developing our relationship with Jesus and, in essence, with his Father God, then we need to purposely seek God. In other words, the only way we're truly going to become closer and closer to Jesus is by opening the scripture. This book is not going to open itself. It is not going to read to you. It's simply not going to do that. So if you truly want to develop a close relationship with Jesus, you will have to open his book and diligently pursue it. I am going to make note of verse 12. This is known as the golden rule, and we all know what the golden rule says. It says, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. And friends, what this is telling us is if you want friendship, you need to show yourself friendly. If you want something, then you need to sow it as a seed, and it will come back to you. Good measure, press down. That's what it says in the Gospel of Luke. The next topic is called the narrow way. And what this is telling us is that if we truly want to live the abundant life which God has called us to do, then we need to consciously make good decisions time and time and time again. It's called a narrow path. There are all kinds of things that we can do in life, but a number of them are not good. A number of them we shouldn't even think about doing. A lot of them we should stay away from. But this is telling us that if we truly want to live the blessed life, then we need to consciously do good over and over again. The next topic is you will know them by their fruits. And once again here we're talking about becoming a Christian, and if we get in a habit over and over again of doing good deeds and good things for other people, then good things are going to happen in our life. Friends, what this is saying is what goes around comes around. If you do good deeds to people, then people are going to return good deeds for you. Not everyone is going to do that because some people are evil people. And that's something you need to just take into consideration and allow for. Just because someone may be mean back to you doesn't give you the right to be mean back to them. The next topic is called, I Never Knew You. And this is one where some people are at today. 
These are people who haven't received Jesus as their Lord and Savior, but they do good deeds, and they, they, they follow through. They're kind, they're caring individuals, and they think that just because they lived a good life, just because they did good thing after good thing after good deed, etc., that they are going to be welcome into heaven. And what this verse is telling us is this is not necessarily the case. And I'm going to go back to what I said in yesterday or Monday's podcast is the only way to get into heaven is to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. But the one passage of scripture I do want to go on is build on the rock. And here we have four verses and I'm going to read verses 24 and 25, and it says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. So friends, this podcast is about obtaining wisdom. So anytime you hear the word wisdom, it should make your ears perk up like a dog and go, I want to hear about wisdom. And so this is how you do wisdom. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. And this is Jesus Christ. The rock here is talking about building your life on the foundation that is Jesus Christ. In other words, you hear about Jesus, you're intrigued about Jesus, you receive Jesus, you invite him into your heart, and then you build your life on the foundation of which the Bible is. Now, conversely, let's look at the opposite of that and someone who chooses not to do that. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Friends, if you make the decision to stay away from inviting Jesus into your life, you are asking for a destructive life. You're not going to have peace. You are not going to do well if you rely only on yourself. Friends, we are not that strong. We make mistakes. Sometimes we make poor choices. And it's vital that you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You need to humble yourself before Almighty God 
and realize that you are a sinner and you need someone to help you. And this is the end of the Sermon on the Mount. And I'm just going to briefly go over verses 28 and 29. And it says, And so it was, when Jesus had ended these sayings, and these sayings refer to chapters 5, 6, and 7, that the people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Friends, my call to action today is very simple. What I'd like for you to do is assess your life, ask yourself if you are happy with where you are in life. And I would ask God, is there anything that you need to get rid of in your life that he's not pleased with that may be hindering you from having the type of relationship with God that he would like to have with you? The suggested scripture reading today is what I ordinarily say. Today is the 31st of the month. I ask that you read Proverb 31 in its entirety, and then I also ask that you read chapter 7 of Matthew's Gospel, the ending of the Sermon on the Mount. Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If there is anyone listening today and you've never taken that step, I ask that you repeat a simple prayer after me today. Jesus, thank you for coming to earth and being willing to die on a cross for all of my sins. I believe you are the Son of God and that you did die on that cross. I believe you descended into the grave, but on the third day you rose again from the dead. Jesus, I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I ask that you forgive me of all of my sins. I invite you into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if any of you said that prayer, I ask that you reach out to me. I've got a new website, Wisdom Today BK. Bill, that's short for BillKelly.com. There is a communications tab. You can contact me, give, ask any questions you want, and I will get back with you as soon as I can. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.